What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You're listening to Java Chats with Dr. Sandy, your personal brew of life with a teaspoon of medicine. Real women, real life, real chats. Welcome back for another edition of Java Chats with Dr. Sandy. What's in your cup today? For me, it depends what cup you're talking about. And since October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, I'll get real on this one. I'll tell you what's in my cups. Simply two breasts. That's right. In my pink bra cups, that is. Today, we are going to get candid about our breasts and hence the episode Saving Tata One Cup at a Time. Do you find it fascinating or is it just me that in modernized societies we cover our bodies, use bras, don't go around walking shirtless, yet the female body with exposed bosoms is clearly depicted in museums around the world, in ancient Greek, Roman, and other cultural works of art and sculptures as a sign of beauty representing fertility, youth, and life. Yet in modern times, the breasts, like other female body parts, are often viewed as taboo and parts best left covered up. How about breastfeeding in public? This topic most often leads to a firestorm of opinions on on the matter and lots of social media battles. Definitely a topic for another Java chat. Obviously, there are many things to discuss when it comes to the female breasts. But like I said, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month and the ribbon is pink. So I'm going to specifically chat about breast cancer today. And because there's so much to chat about with respect to breast cancer, I'm going to break it down into two separate episodes. The first is an introduction and general breast cancer detection information and methods, and the second episode diving more into breast cancer diagnosis and treatment options. So here we go. Remember episode two from this podcast, Can We Be Honest? Well, I'm going to be honest here. I am considered fairly high risk for getting diagnosed with breast cancer in my lifetime. Actually, I have a one in four chance or higher of getting breast cancer myself. Not exactly a statistics I choose to dwell on, but it's the facts. The typical rate of breast cancer in the United States is one in eight women, so my chances are doubled. And there are reasons for this, which I will explain, and in my case, mostly due to genetics. My grandmother had breast cancer in her 60s requiring mastectomy. My mother had breast cancer in her 70s requiring a mastectomy and radiation therapy. And I have been under higher surveillance since my 30s, having undergone multiple biopsies and regular imaging studies. Yes, genetics and my bloodline. My grandmother did not die of breast cancer, nor the eventual stroke she had years later. She died peacefully in her sleep at a much older age. My mother is a breast cancer survivor and has been cancer-free for years. As for me, I'm hoping I inherited their cancer-fighting strength because they certainly were tough as nails. Two strong women who I deeply admire, both who faced much adversity in their lives and never gave up. In honor of Breast Cancer Awareness Month, I will dedicate these two episodes to both of them. 
and also to all the women worldwide who have dealt with breast cancer, those who are currently dealing with it, those who have survived, as well as those who bravely succumb to the disease. You are my warrior women heroes. So let's sit down, break it down, let's chat about our tatas. And let's start with the basics. What is a breast? And yes, in answering that question, let's briefly review breast anatomy. A breast is made up of three main parts, lobules, ducts, and connective tissue. The lobules are the glands that produce milk. The ducts are tubes that carry milk to the nipples. And the connective tissue consisting of fibrous and fatty tissue is all the other tissue that surrounds and holds everything together. So aside from the basic anatomy I just described, what is a normal breast? Well, that's just it. There's no such thing as a typical, normal, one-size-fits-all breast, just like there's no one head that's the same size, shape, and color. What is normal for you may not be normal for another woman. Most women may even say their breasts feel lumpy or uneven. And the way your breasts look and feel can be affected by your monthly cycles, having children, losing or gaining weight, and taking certain medications. Additionally, breasts also tend to change as you age. So your breasts are as individual as you are. So if we're talking about normals, then it's your own personal normal we can refer to. And in talking about lumps, there are many conditions that can cause lumps in the breast, including but not limited to cancer. Most often, breast lumps are caused by other medical conditions. The two most common causes are fibrocystic breast conditions and cysts that can make the breast feel lumpy, tender, and sore. So now that we have a visual about what a breast is, let's transition a bit. And in order to put things in perspective, I I always like to throw in some basic statistics. According to the World Health Organization, breast cancer is the most common cancer amongst women worldwide. In the United States alone, breast cancer is the second most common cancer amongst women, as some kinds of skin cancer are most common. And according to the National Breast Cancer Foundation, in 2020, one in eight women in the United States will be diagnosed with breast cancer in her lifetime. On the average, every two minutes, a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer in the United States, and black women and white women get breast cancer about the same rate. But unfortunately, black women die from breast cancer at a higher rate as compared to white women. And this year alone, an estimated 42,170 women will die from breast cancer in the United States. There are now over 3.5 million breast cancer survivors in the United States, and that's a resounding yes, capital yes, and hopefully that number will continue to rise in the future. So then, what is breast cancer? In simple terms, breast cancer is a disease in which cells in the breast grow out of control. And the type of breast cancer depends on which cells specifically grow out of control. Knowing this will determine the different prognoses. According to the CDC 2020 stats, 64% of breast cancer cases are diagnosed at a localized stage, that is, the stage where there's no sign of cancer that has spread outside the breast, and that's for a five-year survival of 99%, and that's good news indeed. 
Most breast cancers begin in the ducts or lobules, and that's why reviewing the anatomy is important. For starters, ductal carcinoma in situ, DCIS, which is a breast disease that may lead to breast cancer, is defined as cancer cells that are only in the lining of the ducts and have not spread to other tissues in the breast. This is also why early detection is crucial. Ductal carcinoma can also uh, be subcategorized as invasive ductal carcinoma, and this is where the cancer cells grow outside the ducts into other parts of the breast tissue, and these cancer cells can also spread or metastasize to other parts of the body. Similarly, there is lobular breast cancer and invasive lobular carcinoma, where the cancer cells can also spread from the lobules to the breast tissue that are close by, as well as spread to other parts of the body. There are other several less common kinds of breast cancer, such as Paget's disease, medullary, mucinous, and inflammatory breast cancer. So what are some of the warning signs of breast cancer? And sometimes this is tricky because uh, different people have different symptoms and some people may not have signs or symptoms at all. Some general warning signs of breast cancer are a new lump in the breast or underarm, the armpit, a thickening or swelling of part of the breast, irritation or dimpling of breast skin, redness or flaky skin in the nipple area or the breast, Pulling in of the nipple or pain in the nipple area. Nipple discharge other than breast milk, including blood. Any change in the size or shape of the breast. Pain in the area of the breast, a lump or mass in the breast tissue. Again, remember that some of these symptoms may also occur with other conditions that are not related to breast cancer. So please, if you have any concerning symptoms, please discuss this with your healthcare provider. Prevention and early intervention is key. So how about the risk factors? According to the CDC, studies have shown that your risk for breast cancer is due to a combination of factors. Simply, the main factors that influence your risk include being a woman and getting older. Most breast cancers are found in women who are 50 years old or older. Having said that, according to Healthline, it is estimated that nearly over 12,000 cases of breast cancer occur in women under the age of 40. And while breast cancer is rare in your 20s or 30s, they do occur, and in less than 5% of cases. Over the years, I have taken care of many women who have had breast cancer, And unfortunately, the younger patients were almost always the ones with the most severe and advanced cases. It is very sad because these patients had very young children and limited treatment options. So can we alter or change any of these risk factors? Well, yes and no. Some women will get breast cancer without any risk factors that they know of. And having a risk factor doesn't mean that you will get the disease. And not all risk factors have the same effect. Most women have some risk factors, but most women do not get breast cancer. So what are some of the risk factors that you cannot change? Uh, Getting older is a risk factor. And last time I checked, you cannot change getting older. The risk factor for breast cancer increases with age. And like I said, most breast cancers are diagnosed after the age of 50. Genetic mutations such as BRCA1 and BRCA2 place women at a higher risk for breast and ovarian cancer. This is one we can't change. Triple negative breast cancer, which I'll describe a little bit more later, is also one we cannot change. Early menstrual periods before the age of 12 and starting menopause after the age of 55, whereby whereby being exposed to hormones 
is longer and thus raise a risk of getting breast cancer is also something we cannot change. We cannot change the density of our breasts. A dense breast consists of more connective tissue than fatty tissue, which can sometimes make it hard to see tumors on a mammogram. Women with dense breasts are more likely to get breast cancer. We cannot change a personal history of breast cancer or certain non-cancerous breast diseases. Unfortunately, women who have had breast cancer are at risk to get breast cancer a second time. Some non-cancerous breast diseases, such as atypical hyperplasia or lobular carcinoma in situ, are associated with higher risk of getting breast cancer. We cannot change a family history of breast cancer. A woman's risk for breast cancer is higher when she has a mother, sister, daughter, first-degree relative, or multiple family members on either of her mother or father's side of the family who have had breast cancer. Having a first-degree male relative with breast cancer is also raises a woman's risk. Thus, my personal risk and my personal interest in this topic given my family history. Previous treatment using radiation therapy can also be non-modifiable as a risk factor. Women who- Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Who had had radiation therapy to the chest or breast, like for treatment of Hodgkin's lymphoma before the age of 30, have a have a higher risk factor of getting breast cancer later in life. In women who took the drug diethylbestrol, DES, which was given to some pregnant women in the United States between 1940 and 1971 to prevent miscarriage, also have a higher risk. And women whose mothers took DES while pregnant with them additionally have a risk. So we talked about the risks that we cannot change. How about the risk factors we can change and those that we have a little bit more control of? Did you know that women who are not physically active may be at higher risk for getting breast cancer? So ladies, let's get physical. Some of you may remember the old Olivia Newton-John song, but others may recognize the Dua Lipa remake. Nevertheless, let's exercise regularly. Let's also eat healthy too and maintain our weight within the recommended weight limits because this helps reduce the risk. Note that using some forms of hormone replacement therapy, particularly those that include both estrogen and progesterone taken during menopause can raise the risk of breast cancer, particularly when taken more than five years. So talk to your healthcare provider about different options. And using certain oral contraceptives such as birth control pills also have been found to raise breast cancer risk. Having the first pregnancy after age 30, not breastfeeding, and never having a full-term pregnancy can also raise breast cancer risk. And the next one is not always recognized, but it is a risk factor nonetheless. Consumption of alcohol. Studies show that a woman's risk for breast cancer increases with the amount of alcohol she drinks. According to the CDC, research also suggests that other factors such as smoking, being exposed to certain chemicals can cause cancer, and changes in other hormones due to night shift working may also increase the risk for breast cancer. This, le- this last one is quite interesting indeed, and one that may be often overlooked. So what are the breast cancer guidelines in terms of prevention? 
Well, there are different guidelines depending on age. Overall, the major medical organizations agree that women have the option to start screening at the age of 40 years old, but again, that depends on discussions with your physician and your personal risk factors. For women of average breast cancer risk, the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecologists recommends that women begin getting mammograms at age 40 and then again every one to two years until at least age 75. The ACS recommends that women age 70 or older continue to get mammograms on a regular basis as long as they're in good health. And in terms of screening tests available, what are these and what do they mean? A mammogram is an x-ray of the breast. Mammograms are the best way to find breast cancer early. That is, when it's easier to treat and before it's big enough to feel or cause symptoms. Having regular mammograms can lower the risk of dying from breast cancer. At this time, a mammogram is the best way to find breast cancer for most women. A mammogram also shows how dense your breasts are. When you get the results of your mammogram, you may also be told that your breasts have high or low density. So what does this mean? Women with dense breasts have a higher risk of getting breast cancer. Like every test, there's always the possibility of false negatives and false positives that can lead to further testing. So discuss your findings and make sure they make sense to you. I also wanted to point out some tips for getting a mammogram. Try not to have your mammogram the week before you get your period or during your period. Your breasts may be more tender or swollen then. On the day of your mammogram, don't wear deodorant, perfume, or powder. These products can show up as white spots on the x-ray. And depending on your personal risk factors, further imaging may be needed, such as a breast magnetic resonance imaging MRI. A breast MRI uses magnets and radio waves to take pictures of the breast. An MRI is used along with a mammogram to screen women who are at high risk for getting breast cancer. Because breast MRIs may appear abnormal even even though when there is no cancer, they typically are not used for women with average risk. A breast ultrasound is another option. The ultrasound is done by a machine that uses sound waves to make detailed pictures called sonograms, analyzing the areas inside the breast. A biopsy is also another option and the most definitive way to make a diagnosis only if it's warranted. This is a test that removes tissue or fluid from the breast to be looked under under a microscope to do more testing. There are different kinds of biopsies, for example, fine needle aspiration, core biopsy, or open biopsy. Another question that comes up, do you need genetic counseling and testing? Your doctor may recommend that you see a genetic counselor. A genetic counselor is someone who talks to you about the history or history of of cancer in your family and finds out if you are at higher risk for getting any other type of cancer. For example, people of Eskenazi Jewish heritage may have a higher risk of getting certain types of inherited cancers, including triple negative breast cancer. The counselor may recommend that you get additional genetic testing as well, and with these results, your doctor may talk about ways to manage your individual risk. At least these are some of the recommendations from the Division of Cancer Management as of late July 2019. So how about exams that can be done by palpation? You know, no poking, probing, needles involved. A clinical breast exam is performed by a doctor or nurse who uses his or her hands to feel lumps or other changes. But how about an exam you can do on your own, such as a self-breast exam? 
it is important to be aware of your breasts, just like it is important of being aware of any other part of your body. If you notice a new skin discoloration or a lump on your arm or leg, would you be concerned? Maybe. Well, the breast is no different. Sometimes we tend to forget about body parts that aren't so readily exposed. And and yes, I do realize it may vary from women to women and self-exam may not be the best gold standard for detection of breast cancer or prevention of death, but it certainly can alert you to changes and possible findings that may need to be further checked out. And is particularly crucial for early intervention. Mammography is not 100% foolproof either, so if you feel something different, bring it to your practitioner's attention. It is important to know the changes in your own body, right? No one else can do that for you. And consider this sort of your first line of self-awareness and first line of self-defense. So being familiar with how your breasts look and feel can help you notice symptoms such as lumps, pain, or changes in size that might be of potential concern. Has anyone actually ever taught us how to perform a breast self-exam? I don't know. Sometimes we're often told to go and do it, but not exactly told or instructed as to how to do it. So I'm going to take a few minutes here to break it down and sort of give you a run through uh, as to how to perform a self-breast exam. So bear with me. First of all, the best time to do a breast exam is three to five days after the start of your menstrual period, since the breasts are not as lumpy. And women who no longer have their menstrual periods should do the exam about the same time every month. So step one, begin by looking at your breast in the mirror with your shoulders straight and your arms on your hips. And according to the American Cancer Society, here's what you should be looking for. Breasts that are their usual size, shape, and color. Breasts that are fairly evenly shaped without visible distortion or swelling. And yes, both sides of the body aren't always identical. And if you see any of the following, please bring them to your doctor's attention. Dimpling, puckering, or bulging of the skin. A nipple that has changed position or an inverted nipple pushed inward instead of sticking out. Redness, soreness, or rash, or swelling. Now step two. Raise your arms and look for the same changes. Now step three. While you're at the mirror, look for any signs of fluid coming out of one or both nipples. This could be watery, milky, or yellow fluid, or both. And that's assuming that you're not lactating. Step four. Next. Feel your breasts while lying down using your right hand to feel your left breast and then use your left hand to feel your right breast. Use a firm, smooth touch with the first few finger pads of your hand, keeping the fingers flat and together. Use a circular motion about the size of a quarter. Cover the entire breast from top to bottom, side to side, from your collarbone to the top of your abdomen and from your armpit to your cleavage. Follow a pattern to be sure that you cover the whole breast. You can begin at the nipple, moving in larger and larger circles until you reach the outer edge of the breast. You can also move your fingers up and down vertically in rows. This up and down approach seems to work best for most women. But be sure to feel all the tissue from front to back of your breast. For the skin and tissue just beneath, use light pressure. Use medium pressure for the tissue in the middle of your breast. And use firmer pressure for deep tissue in the back. When you've reached the deep tissue, you should be able to feel down to your rib cage. 
And step five, finally, <laughs> feel your breasts while you're standing or sitting. Many women find that the easiest way to feel their breast is when their skin is wet and slippery. So oftentimes people prefer to do this when they step into the shower. Cover your breast using the same hand movements as described above. After your self-breast exam, write down the date and time on the calendar or a calendar app and keep a record so as to remind yourself to perform a self-breast exam in the future. Again, if you notice any concerning changes, please discuss with your provider. Wow. So today we have covered a portion that is of concern to many women. That is, when do I get a mammogram? How important is it? And what can we do to all become more aware of our bodies? This is a start in a good direction. And after all, what they say is there's no better weapon than a prepared mind. And if you have any questions, ask. Just because we have breasts on our chest doesn't mean we have all the answers. And in closing today, I actually found some lighthearted memes on the subject that I wanted to share with all of you because I, I find humor does help in these difficult situations. The first meme is, yes, my boobs are fake, but my real ones tried to kill me. That's one take on it. Another meme goes, just as a reminder, mammographing your boobs is more important than Instagramming your boobs. I guess this is a jab at texting for sure. And it was well put. And I saw this one posted by a breast cancer survivor. I lost my boobs, but I did not lose my sense of humor. And this last one, because after all, this show is called Java Chats with Dr. Sandy, and I'm holding a cup of morning roast coffee. Keep the lumps out of my cups. <laughs> be well, be safe, everyone, and paint the town pink this month. Thank you, and until next time. Thank you for choosing Java Chats with Dr. Sandy as your personal brew. Real women, real life, real chats. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.